You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, Make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, so glad you joined for another episode of ENM. We are talking health and fitness this month. Our final episode this month has flown by. If you are still goal setting, I am right there with you. But we are so happy and refreshed today to get to talk to Sarah Thomas of Burn Fat and Feast. She comes from an abundance mindset as a type one who is going to tell us her stuff, her journey, and how she has gotten so far and helped thousands of people on their journeys as well. I'm so excited for you to glean from her and she has an awesome marriage typing too we have not done yet on the show one eight so stay tuned to hear a little bit about that too a teaser on that and we are just going to really glean from her today from her story from her energy and from her tips for us which thankfully go right with the other tips from this month. So you have a full armory of tips from extremely detailed people who are also very healthy. So, so cool when we can share our real growth together instead of just like a facade, we are hearing real stories all month long. Also just people saying, here's where I'm still at, here's what I'm still working on. So the whole goal of this is, of course, if you're not married, individual growth, and even if you are individual growth, but also bringing it into your marriage with happy vibes. I know with Wes and I, I really pull him to work out. And this month I had so much energy that he had to pull me back a little and say, take your bath earlier because like I did, I got way more energy this month. And you have to really work and tweak and figure things out. But today we're adding to you with more tips specifically for you to have that chance because we are going to be rip roaring into all things seasons of change in marriage and talking about the ways you glow and extended family and finances and communication. So Take a breath with me and really drink this in as we talk about just really understanding your fitness vibes. And in our house, Wes got me, um, I think he feels good because he got me and the girls all of our blood work and he feels really happy about that. He had us analyzed to death and we're good to go. So he's just happy to be working on that. But if you are the one in your family to keep you guys on track in this way or that way, which we have different skills and we share them, do not reserve share what is yours to give without any kind of complaint. This is a joy that you get to give this to your marriage. So bring it. If you bring some health and fitness, like I bring him to the gym, he brings me to that stuff. Do it. Do it with us so that you can have something to do. And if your spouse is in a season where they can't give to you as much, I still want you to bring it because you know what? You know that one when one falls down, the other lifts them up. So bring them up with you if you're up. Like I said, there just isn't going to be a happiness to your family quality, to your outreach in the world if you guys aren't doing well together. So that's a huge piece. And that's why we've given an entire month to this focus. Of course, we know sometimes you have to just work through illness and you have to wait on illness and you have to love any way through illness. And that's where we're all going to get. But even if there is chronic disease, illness, things going on, you can still be mindful. You can still say, I am taking baby steps. And some days it's one step forward and two backwards. But nonetheless, the steps forward keep happening and I'm not drowning. And that's a good thing. 
for that math to actually work, you do need to do some work on <laughs> the backwards, but the forwards is bigger, right? But but still, generally speaking, this is honestly where God's grace comes in because sometimes we don't do it perfectly. But when we try, when we get up again, when we truly take those deep breaths, open hands and reach out for help, this is where it all counts. So come with me today on this journey. So we can get you feeling as good as possible we really want that for you. So anyway, one more amazing talk today on this before we switch to seasons of change. Couple of quick announcements before we get there are special congrats to Tara Hutchinson. She and her hubby got to win last week's contest where you had to remember one health tip from Jen and they received one of our Glow products over at EnneagramAndMarriage.com as well as our mystery dinner game. They picked one out. They picked our Christmas game out. So I'm so happy for Tara and her hubs and I hope that they have so much fun playing our Christmas game that we made with the Joy FM last year. And we have a special episode this Friday because we have a very special show coming out on Amazon Prime that you probably have heard a little teensy bit about from me called The Ring of Power. So I can't wait for you to perhaps even get to listen to our podcast, which airs the same day this Friday, not coincidentally. And I am burning it over here trying to finish Return of the King with my son. We are at 12 hours to go. So hopefully by the time you um, get to hear that podcast or get to start the show, we will be through. That's our plan. And we have just so enjoyed the parallels between living hard, good, but productive and meaningful lives along with Tolkien's Ring of Power and of course the Lord of the Rings series that we've already been reading and watching and stuff all these years. But the reason I am so into it and geeked out about it is because we all have that shadow over us sometimes and yet we have this quest, this journey of life to be on intentionally together. And when we have a fellowship or a collective around us, we do the journey so much better because alone we can't do as much. So this whole series, this whole meaningful aspect of Tolkien's work is all about what we talk about on here all the time. And it's really what drives me as I think about the bigger picture. So that's why I'm geeking out about it. Hope you'll enjoy a special episode. I have a fun guest, the lettering wife, who is amazing. Natalie is so gifted. We're going to do a fun contest and we'll tell you more about that then. Otherwise, you should know that we have a fun October 7th event coming up. We celebrate 10 years as a local business. Business, but pre-COVID, we used to do these dances a lot at Pier 22, our area's number one date night restaurant. It's on the water. It is a gorgeous ballroom. I can't wait to have it there. And it's our first official E&M event. So I hope you guys can make it because we never get to do live events. And we do a lot of head work here. We do a lot, lot, lot of head work. So this is bringing us into our hearts and our bodies together. And we are going to have some fun salsa lessons and we're going to have delicious foods. And we are going Going to be, of course, playing some Enneagram games. So I'm so excited that our greater community outreach, as well as our local community outreach, can celebrate together with the Glow Gala in South Florida. Beachy vibes totally come for a weekend of fun. We'll start it off together Friday night, kicking it off with dancing, salsa lessons, DJ. Enneagram games and just meaningful times together. So if you are looking for a fun in-person event, check out the show notes for that too. And then we have some other fun events coming up too. So if you're like, hey, I'm an online person, like don't forget Wholehearted Enneagram Conference. I'm speaking there. That's coming up in a couple weeks, as is another event that I'll put in the show notes. So we have so many things for you guys on a growth level, as well as many PDFs, freebies and such. But around these parts, we've just been focusing in on 
really trying to love each other through the good, the hard, the bad. And I want to just share a verse that's been coming to mind lately um, for me and all of my clients, but it's kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Proverbs 16, 24. So that's a good reminder to you as you're working on just getting healthy and especially emotionally healthy with each other. So let's keep that all in mind as we are chatting today with our dear friend, Sarah Thomas, and Sarah adds a group dynamic. So if you don't have a group that you are part of, she's going to tell us about what she does for those women, especially who are looking to have a group process. And if you're a guy, don't forget to do what Wes does. Like he went jogging with a men's group from church this week and just be the guy who starts it if no guys in your community are doing it. But anyway, Sarah's doing a great job with that. We're going to catch up with her about that now. Sarah, I am so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. And I had so much fun on your show. So our listeners are being pointed to her awesome show. And we'll tell you more about that later, but thank you. Yay. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. We had a, had a conversation yesterday for my podcast and now here we are again. <laughs> I know it's like <laughs> hanging out this week, which is such a joy. <laughs> She's seeing me with dirty hair today. <laughs> so, oh, and there's zero judgment here because <laughs> mine is normally dirty as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, our listeners need to hear this sometimes. Like we are not claiming perfection, but we do have expertise in these areas. So we want to help you. I'm so grateful you're joining us for health and fitness month. What's fun about you is not only do you have such expertise in this area and burn fat and feast, but you also so have some Enneagram language starting. So tell us about you and your hubby a little and who you guys are and your types. Yes. So I am an Enneagram one, the perfectionist, I assume is what it's typically called. I really like to be called, I think it, the other one is called a reformer. Yes. I like that word a little bit better than perfectionist. Mm -hmm. I am recovering mm -hmm. <laughs> and learning how to cope with giving myself grace. So I am a one. My husband is an eight. So he's the challenger mm -hmm. uh, type, the one that likes to protect. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we are quite a, I always like to say we are on one end of the spectrum or the other. Mm -hmm. We are either the most dynamic powerhouse duo mm -hmm. <laughs> or we are butting heads like <laughs> nobody's business. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is legitimately so like everybody on this show knows that the um the one eight is like our power couple. So I think a lot of our listeners are right there with you, like, oh girl, we get this. Yes. So I don't we think we've had this combo on the actual show, although I've dealt with it with a lot of clients. So this is very exciting. So that's funny that you say that because we yeah. have been told by just friends who really don't know anything about the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been told so many times we are the power couple <laughs> over and over again. You're the power you couple. Are. And yeah. so now that my husband and I know a little bit more about the Enneagram, we both are very interested in it because I really do feel like it helps our relationship grow. Mm -hmm. uh, and so because we know more about it, we mm -hmm. both are like, oh yeah, we, we see this. We, you yeah. know, we can see this in ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but yes, he is also an entrepreneur <laughs> as I am. And, and so we are a, a power couple, so to speak. And maybe <laughs> next time we should 
like have both of us on. So I know kind of that would, share yeah. his perspective. I think there's a lot of people vigorously nodding. Yes. I'm going to share this with my one, eight couple, or they are the one, eight. And you see, I I'm just being silly with her. Cause we're like end of the week having fun, but I put on the power vitamin glow guide so she could see that we literally put that. Can you see that screen share? I did. I with you? love that. Yes. <laughs> so I'll send you my one, eight glow guide okay. also for okay, you. Definitely. And, um, yeah, so we'll have you and hubby on sometime, but I know we could talk all day about that. And I want to so bad. I'm going to make myself not squirrel there, (laughs) but at least let me squirrel here. How did you guys meet? I always like to ask that. So we met, I always start this conversation off by saying this one time at band camp is where we met. Uh, We actually were both, I'm, I am four years older than my husband, first of all. So I was, uh, we were both teaching at band camp. It was his high school that he graduated from. He was in college. I was graduating from graduate school, getting my first job and doing this on the side. So I was teaching the majorettes at band camp and he was teaching the drum line. And so he is very musical. And that's what I always like to say. First of all, I am not musical. I do not know how to play a musical instrument, uh, but I do know how to entertain and twirl a baton and dance. And so I was there and he can play all the amazing instruments and sing. So we met there, but funny story here is that he is four years younger than me. And so at the time that felt bigger than it does now, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. we're in our forties now, yeah. but you know, when you were in your twenties and he wasn't even 20 yet, mm-hmm. uh, that, that age gap feels yeah, right. big. Mm-hmm. So my sister is four years younger than me mm-hmm. at the time she was in college. And I thought, I need to find a good boyfriend for her. Mm-hmm. And so the girls I was working with at band camp all knew him because he went to high school there. And so in their eyes, he was this amazing musician and, oh, Mike Thomas is just so incredible and he's got a great family. And so they were very much into him and how amazing it was. So I thought, oh, maybe that would be a great guy for my sister. And so I introduced myself. And as we started talking a little bit in band camp, I immediately thought, hmm, maybe not for my sister, but maybe <laughs> for me. Oh, that's awesome. So, so here we are. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did that. Cause if you hadn't, you may have seen Hamilton and I know our listeners have. So mm-hmm. yes, you did not want to be longing for him your whole life. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And it actually, it worked out great because yeah. my husband and my sister were just, they're just not compatible, but it would have never worked. <laughs> right. You guys have so much that you bring together and you probably heard me talking about that on your show, which I hope people will listen to both because, you know, we really went through the triads a lot there with the ones, eights and nines having so mm-hmm. much in common. So I'm really glad you found one another and that is just so cute. And your husband's a big musician in Nashville too, right? He is. Yes. It it is actually his hobby. It's his side, his side gig. He does have a band and they play around town and they love it. And he is a songwriter. So he releases songs and he's been featured in many musical magazines and on shows, radio shows and that sort of thing. But it, but it's his side gig. It's, it's his passion. It's what he loves doing, but he also owns an insurance company, um, brokerage. And so that's what he does. And that's what he's built for years now. 
now. Uh, so yeah, he's, he does all of those things. And then I'm in the wellness fitness space. Mm, absolutely cool. And I love how you both have a leadership role and that is how a lot of marriages work. That's how our marriage works. And there's just many, many that do also when we had our two, eight guests on, she had her eight husband was four or five years younger. So it's interesting oh. that we keep seeing this thread of a lot of eight males feeling like they were more mature, um, mm. and needed to step up a few years in these young early years and just knowing what they wanted. So I love that you guys have made it. Um, how long have you been married now? 18 years oh. in July. Um, so yes, yes, we are. We are definitely celebrating the 18 years. You're so correct though. That's the, that's the only reason that I pursued dating my now husband then, because mm-hmm. I, I'd never dated anyone younger than me before. Not that that was a, a, a thing in my yeah. head, but I just found that men or boys at that time yeah. were more immature yeah. and I was ready for the mature man in my life. And he was, and I, it was shocking to me that he was wise beyond his years. He was way more mature than anyone that I'd ever dated that had been older than me. And that's really what intrigued me. Uh, and that's really why, why we ended up working now. He didn't necessarily know what he wanted to do with his life at that point in time, but he was mature enough that I knew in my head and my heart that he would figure that part out. Hmm. Oh, that is so cool that you knew like he's going to grow. He wants to grow. Mm-hmm. He's not there yet, but oh, cool. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Malleable hearts are so beautiful. And yours too. You've grown so much over the years. I would love, I love following you and I hope our listeners just get so much richness from you today. So I want to ask you some questions about the fitness arena, if that's cool. Yes, of course. Okay. Wonderful. So I guess I love, and I think we all do a personal story and journey about why people landed in the field that they landed in. So I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your passions, maybe some of your woundedness along the way, as you've found your way to such success in this field and you look fantastic and vibrant and healthy. So yeah, tell us how you got here. Absolutely. So my story starts when I was a young child. I was very overweight at an early age. Uh, so I struggled with childhood obesity uh, and before my teens. And then as I moved into my teen years and especially in high school, I you know, at this point in time, I can see it as I flipped a switch, but obviously it was more of a journey than that. But as I moved into those teenage years, I really, really was longing for acceptance. I was longing to just fit in. I didn't want to stand out any longer as being the big kid. I also, if you're not seeing me listening to the podcast, but I have red hair. I've had red hair my entire life. It's always been the same color. It's curly. And so as you're a child with something different, the hair, then you're overweight. You, you stick out, you do not ever blend in. And I just wanted to blend in. I just didn't want people to notice me. And so as I moved into my high school years, I stopped eating Mm -hmm. and I got the attention from that of you look so great. Mm -hmm. And suddenly that turned into me blending in. And so I felt like it was a win. It clearly was not. I ended up in the hospital because Mm -hmm. I was less than 80 pounds in high school Mm -hmm. and uh, 
was struggling with anorexia at that point in time. And so from there I moved into over-exercising. So I thought, okay, I need to eat. I need to eat well. So I started to learn a little bit more about nutrition in my teenage years, but started exercising. And that turned into over-exercising in college when I went to college on a scholarship that required me to weigh in every single week, which mentally clearly led me down that path of, of, of bad mental health. Mm. I was in a place of terrible mental health for really decades of my life. So I overexercised because I was in college. I needed to maintain a certain weight to be able to maintain that scholarship. So I did that for a long time because once you're in that path of over-exercising, the endorphins tell you keep going. It feels yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And moving my body has always made me feel good. Mm-hmm. So I continued that for a long time. And I really was in the mindset of eat less, move more. And that's the way to what you want physically. Mm-hmm. And that was not obviously the best path to take. Uh, what I, once I had children, I kind of continued that path for a a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have three kids. Mm -hmm. And so on my journey between my second and my third child, I felt totally fatigued, totally defeated, mentally was not in a good space. I was carrying not, not pregnant at the time, but I was carrying more weight on my body than I really ever had and was eating less (laughs) than I had in my Mm twenties. So I found myself again down this path of, I just need to find what can work well, where I can feel nourished and I can feel energized and I can feel like I'm not irritated throughout the day at everyone around me. Mm -hmm. And being an Enneagram one, Mm -hmm. I always have focused on the perfection and have been told, you know, you need to do this and that to be that picture of perfection. And so I always felt that's, that's what I need to do to do, right. That was striving for the perfection and everything. And so uh, that point in my life as a mom of two, it was really the only point that I'd ever been to in my life at, at that point in time where I felt like, okay, I need to do this differently and it doesn't have to be perfect and it's not going to be perfect, but I have to pivot and go down another, a different path. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really where I started diving into more research with nutrition Mm-hmm. Um, exercising and how I could do it differently. I started working out less. I started eating more and I was scared to death wow. because I thought it was going to make me blow up. It was going to make me more irritable, mm-hmm. but I, I had to do it differently. And so that's really where my business was born, burn fat and feast. I created it for me because I needed a different way. I needed a different path. I needed to learn how to live fully. And that's what we're all about with progress Mm -hmm. over perfection. That's where burn fat and feast is born for myself and organically has just, just grown from there. Oh, wow. What a fantastic story and journey. And thank you for being vulnerable. I think we all listening wanted to cry with you. I got tears in my (laughs) eyes when you talked about the having to weigh in. I just thought about that college girl and how hard that must have been. 
So it gives me chills even talking about it. So um, thank you for the vulnerability and being just the generation of women to move us forward that we're not basing everything on that. And yet, as you said, as you know, we even, I even uncomfortably said, you look so good. But when we say that, I think we're trying to encourage, when I say that I'm trying to encourage our listeners, like I see a healthy woman before me Mm -hmm. and I know your journey is not a toxic journey. And I love to celebrate that with you because I don't think there's anything wrong with looking good if you're on a healthy journey. So thank you because now we get the tips too. So thank you for sharing what's next in our journeys and how do we accomplish um, feeling better, but not sacrificing too much. Yeah, that's so true. Women are whether they're an Enneagram one or anywhere else on, on the spectrum there, we all have that sense of trying to do all the things and do all the things well Mm -hmm. and be that picture perfect Pinterest mom and career woman. So the idea of perfection, I truly feel, especially in this day and age is all around us and social media is not helping us, right. Seeing what we feel like is perfection in other people's eyes. And so my, my mission really with women is telling them that whatever they're doing is good enough right now. And wherever you are in your journey right now is exactly where you're supposed to be to continue to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like that gets misconstrued there because it's not where you're supposed to be forever and ever and ever, but where you are in your journey is where you're supposed to be right now so that you continue to move forward and take those steps to the next step in your journey journey. Mm-hmm. So just owning right where you are yep. today, it's okay. We're going to keep growing, but you don't have to feel ashamed about where you are today. And no. you're here, you survived, you did a good job, but let's continue to grow. And mm-hmm. my favorite title for the Enneagram one is the improver, because mm-hmm. I think that it's the beautiful gift you have is to help people to improve. But like you said, gently with grace in the right timing. So yep. oh, that's a great tip to start off with. Uh, what are some other ways that you think we can grow in our health and fitness journey? Yeah. So really, I I like to go, this is really the first, the step I tell every single woman to take, especially those that are members within burn fat and feast, our lifestyle is to find your why. Mm -hmm. And we hear this word why many times, but finding your why is step number one, because it's the foundation. It is what drives everything else forward. And it's especially important when we're talking about health and wellness, fitness, weight loss, you know, everything in this, in this wellness realm, because at this point in time, when I'm working with women that are coming to me in their forties and older, they're coming to me so frustrated so incredibly defeated. They've Mm -hmm. tried all the things they feel like there might not be any more hope for me to feel well, to look well, to be energized from the inside out and be the best version of me. And so finding your why is step number one, because they come to me and they say, Mm -hmm. but I just want to drop a pant size. (laughs) And I get that, but that, if that's been the motivation and that's been the why in the past, that's why you are still here. Mm -hmm. And so finding your why that is what drives everything forward. And what I do with our clients from step one here is we do a five why challenge. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is that you immediately answer the question, why, like without thinking, without overanalyzing, why do you want to make a change or why do 
you want to be better? You know, however you want to phrase that question, immediately answer it again, without overanalyzing it, answer it. And then that next answer becomes your next why question. So if you answer it by saying, I want to lose 20 pounds, then you ask yourself again, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? You answer that and you continue to answer that why question five times. Once you get to the fifth one, that is your deep rooted why. So you go a few layers in to that why. Oh, I like hearing that that you have to layer in. Yes. And and it's so interesting because at the end of that, you know, you look at where you started and typically where you started is something surface level, right? I want to lose 20 pounds, but that final why typically is something more about, I want to live fully. I want to be able to travel with my family. I want to be able to play with my grandchildren. Like it's something so much deeper than a number on the scale or whatever you started with. Wow. Okay. So when you get there, you find what is the true cause. And sometimes it's about legacy or something huge that they didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm. eye-opening. Mm. I love, I hope people are listening and doing that now. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. De- definitely do it. And I always tell my clients to go through that challenge multiple times during a year because our why changes. Sometimes we'll find that within a year, it hasn't changed much, but it will change as you learn and grow on your journey. Okay. Wow. That's a good point that it doesn't, maybe you did this before and it's time to re redo this exercise with a journal or in your head or out loud in your car. Yes. So the, the second thing I would say is that you need to understand when you're talking about wellness and when you're talking about being the best version of you yeah. and maybe making changes nutrition wise, that there's more to nutrition than calories in versus calories out. This is such a myth that we have been told for way too long. A calorie is a unit of energy. And how our body processes a unit of energy of spinach versus a unit of energy of a potato chip is vastly different. Mm -hmm. And so if you have been stuck in the counting calories and I will, like I was years ago, calories in calories out of over exercise, I will just burn more calories than I'm taking in or I will be in such a calorie deficit that I'll, I will lose weight. Mm -hmm. I encourage you right now to stop the madness Mm -hmm. because if you look at this realistically and you have been living in a calorie deficit, which most women are or Mm -hmm. have been for a long period of time, and you're still struggling with weight loss resistance, that right there should be your red flag. This isn't working. And the bottom line here is number, number one, our Calories are processed differently in our body. But number two, even if you're sitting there saying, but I eat really clean, I eat a real clean diet. I don't eat the junk, but I still can't see that weight loss. I get that too. The other thing here is if we're in a constant calorie deficit day in and day out, our body simply stops responding. It puts us in that starvation mode and our body was made to do this. And so when it doesn't feel like it's nourishing, it's being nourished the way it should, Mm -hmm. it shuts down. And so the fat that maybe you want to lose, Mm -hmm. you're holding onto it because your body's not sure when it's going to be nourished again. Yeah. So our, our fat loss equation has way, way more to do with 
your stress level, your hydration. Um, yes, the calories that you're putting in the type of exercise you're doing. And there's, there's so many other things involved, your hormones, um, into that fat loss equation versus just simply calories in versus calories out. Mm -hmm. And I I always say we're more complex than simple math equations. We're not. That's a good, Ooh, that's a really good reminder Mm because we do that sometimes. And, you know, there are programs that must, you know, miss out on a lot because they may overly focus there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, a space that most women have found themselves in. And that's when that, why they come to us typically in their forties. I've mm. done all the exercise. I've yeah. eaten just the clean food. I've, you know, you, you name it, they say I've done it and it's not working mm. and they're right. It's not working and there's a better way. And so we teach our clients how they can actually eat food and eat more food. Oh. Um, I eat over 2000 yeah. calories a day and I don't count oh. calories, but I, I, yeah. I do track my macronutrients. And so because I track my macronutrients, I have an idea of my calorie intake over 2000 calories a day. And that's normally very shocking to women who are typically eating 1100 calories a day. Mm. So definitely eating more is the way to go. Okay. Wow. Such a great reminder that you don't want to go the starvation route a, and everyone knows that on the one level, but it's just so intuitive. I think I'm gaining weight. I'll eat less. And so it's helpful for you to say, no, like, let's look at even more intuitive. You are made to enjoy your life and to enjoy food. Food is not something to be afraid of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and most women are, are, Mm. are afraid of food because we've Mm. been told food is bad. (laughs) Unfortunately, oh, we have a lot of, um, especially if you have a faster metabolism, like I did growing up, I remember my grandfather catching me sneaking in the kitchen and I was hungry, you know, (laughs) and I'm a seven. Mm -hmm. So we're always kind of, like I said, wanting more, but like I was genuinely hungry and I wasn't heavy set, but I was hungry. And he was like, you're eating a lot. And I'm like, okay, you're shaming me. What do I do? And I don't think he meant it poorly, but I just don't think we always even generationally have had an understanding that girls need food too, (laughs) you know, not just little boys that are hungry. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Amen to that. So, okay. I've got two, three more tips, I believe. So the third one I would say is that your body changes as you get older. And so that's something that is not really talked about. Mm -hmm. I feel is not talked about enough in the general public is that yes, your body is changing, especially women, our bodies change, you know, from looking at, well, what I did in my twenties doesn't work now in my forties. Well, of course it doesn't. Your body is so incredibly different. Mm -hmm. You know, if you birth babies, Uh, clearly that has changed your body, but regardless of that, your hormones are changing on the regular. And so what's important here is to learn how your body changes, how the hormones are fluctuating, fluctuating, and what we can do to work with our bodies instead of against our bodies and not fighting the aging process, 
But again, it's the educational piece to learn what we can do as we get older, as our estrogen changes, you know, as our progesterone changes, as we get older, we notice that some of the workouts maybe we've done in the past aren't working the same, or we don't have to actually work out as long as we thought we did. So the intensity can change. The duration can change with our workouts. Um, And then the other thing that I would say here is that we have to give our, our body a chance to rest. Mm, And we, we say this as, you know, physical rest. Yes, we need physical rest, definitely need the physical rest, but we also need the mental rest. And so stepping away from the responsibilities, stepping away from the work, I'm going to raise my hand. I have a really hard time with that. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you like your work and you're passionate, it's it's like hard to step away. So I get that. Yes. Shutting it down, Mm -hmm. you know, really giving yourself the opportunity and the space to just be that will is surprisingly that will actually help you if you're struggling with losing weight, help you lose weight. At the end of the day, it pulls our stress hormone, our cortisol down. Mm-hmm. When our cortisol is high, yeah. we will be in a state of no fat loss. There's no fat loss that can happen there. And so if you are listening and you are struggling with that right now, the very first thing you should do is to find a a space in your day where you can just relax and just be and practice pulling your cortisol down each and every day. So rest is incredibly important. And the, the very last thing I would say about any type of tips to give would be to find your your support system, find Mm -hmm. your accountability, your support system. And, you know, I'll pull in, I'll pull in my husband here because the support system can be many different things, right? It can be your friends. It can be your community. We have an incredible community within burn fat and feast. We have mentors that hold our ladies accountable. We've got just our members in general that help lift each other up, that give us tough love. We need it. But I pull my husband into this too, because it's important for you to find some sort of support around you in your household. The person that's actually living with you rather than just having a workout buddy, but having your spouse, maybe it's your best friend or, you know, someone who's living closely to you because that person is going to know exactly what it is that you need, what your goals are on a regular basis mm-hmm. and how to yeah. give you the tough love and how to help push you forward. Um, and obviously knowing your Enneagram will help them, uh, relate to you the best way possible. Wow. That is so helpful. And you wouldn't always think of it like, oh, I need somebody I don't know as well, but it's like, you know, because I don't want the pressure, but it's like the person who lives with you does love you and Mm -hmm. they want the best for you. And they, like you said, they know your pressure points. So that's a really cool tip. Yes. And the, the thing about the person that's the closest to you is that they will give you the tough love when you need it. Sometimes your best friend, the best of best friends are going to tell you, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. If you feel like, you know, you're in this terrible slump or, you know, you feel like you're slipping in depression, like you're you, the person that is with you day in and day out, that's the person that's going to say, no, here's what you need to do. I know this about you. And I, for example, my husband, we, we both love to work out, but he will be the first to say, 
you didn't put yourself first today. You put everyone else first today. You need to go work out or you need to go outside for a walk because outside time is, is, is my jam. I need to have outside time every single day, but he knows that about me because he lives with me and he sees when I'm irritated and why I'm irritated. And it's normally because I have not given myself the time that I need. Wow. And that is such a key. I think even just for you as a one to have him know that and to be that connected that he can tell and he knows how to give you that blind spot of a one, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But I honestly think, and when we talked yesterday on your show, we talked about how you relate to my type, you relate to three. There's so many of us as women who relate and men too, to multiple types. So it's nice to be able to say when I'm in my one space, whoever's listening, I need to relax and let go. And I need to understand how to pull my cortisol down, how to tell my people, like, help me to remember to have some fun, because I don't know if this is how you see it with all of the people you work with, but it feels like to me, when I get to that space where I didn't take care of myself, not only am I grouchy, but I'm also looking for emotional satiating through food or something unhealthy. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So correct. Yeah. And I think on the flip side of that, as far as myself being the one and my husband knowing me so well, and again, like knowing our, our enneagrams with each other is that I am that perfectionist. And so sometimes he also knows that he needs to say, you know what, Sarah, it's okay because it's just one day. Sometimes I will get on that bandwagon of, I didn't work out today and it's going to be a terrible day because I didn't work out. And he is also there to say, it will be okay. And remind Mm -hmm. me to give myself grace, which again, I I need. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And thank you for just reminding us rest is part of the equation. Mm -hmm. Even if you're on a daily fitness routine, which I know many of us here are. So thank you for helping us to look at our bodies more carefully and judiciously and graciously. Um, tell us where we can find you if people want to get involved in a group setting or to just be part of your wonderful entourage. I love what you do. Yeah, absolutely. You can find us on our website. It's burnfatandfeast.com. We also offer a free training every single month. So we love that free training because it gives ladies a chance to know us a little bit more, know our philosophy about what we teach, how we actually do this eat more, move less philosophy. And so we do offer that free five-day training. You can sign up straight on the website for that. We are also on Instagram at burn fat and feast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a podcast. It is called burn fat and feast. So Yay! super duper simple where yeah. our podcast is all about wellness for women, especially 40 and older. So, um, like I said earlier, Krista was on our podcast, uh, and she was talking all about the Enneagram types. So we, we span the wellness realm of, um, internal wellness, external wellness mindset. And so if you're looking for something like that to really feed your soul, come check us out. Thank you so much. And her reels are the bomb. I love them. (laughs) I'm just like, and you're just, like I said, sparkling in person too. So I'm grateful. We are grateful as a community. This has been such a fun month of type ones. Every single one of our guests this month was a one Mm -hmm. who could bless us with tips for health and fitness in our relationships. So thanks for ending that, even sharing like how partnership works with all of this. If people are married, like this is a group effort to keep one another. Well, in our families, right? 
Absolutely. Mm, Okay. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. You know about Sarah. Now you know why I love her so much. She's just such a wonderful, refreshing person to talk to, to glean from. She's so vulnerable, honest, and raw. And you also know that she has a great course for you so that you can have accountability and fun and keep learning from her. So keep learning from her at all of the venues that she talked about today. And I'm sharing that in the show notes. Don't forget our wonderful events we have coming up. I will be opening our Enneagram and collective back up this fall. But for now, just enjoy knowing that you can come to a live event. We have a lot for you at our EnneagramandMarriage.com site. That's all I'm going to say. So head on over there. Keep up the beautiful, beautiful work that you're doing. Every baby step is something we can be proud of for each other. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.